Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, we are rolling up on Christmas really quickly here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 2020, man, it's been, uh, you know, it's the topic of everyone's conversation. It's been a hell of a year. And I can't believe how fast it's gone by. You're not lying, man. I feel like we just went into a COVID lockdown and all of a sudden here we are getting ready to celebrate Christmas. Um, Hey, listeners, we have a new Christmas gift that is just being released specifically for you with a diesel. Uh, Right now we have our whole Duramax line of stealth boost tester kits available on DuramaxTuner.com. Um, uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. The regulator, the different machine pieces and whatnot. Uh, what, what, what's the kit for Paul? What's the purpose of the kit? Yeah. What a great question. So we know that a lot and by a lot, I mean, probably 80% plus of the trucks that come into our shop for mechanical work all have a boost leak. Uh, while most owners have no idea that their truck actually has a boost leak. Uh, Usually people don't know until they're billowing black smoke and getting terrible fuel mileage and and the truck is a laggy dog. Um, It so often comes down to just leaking boost and you're not getting enough air in the mixture with the amount of fuel we're giving the truck. So you're giving up everything. You're giving up performance. You're giving up reliability. you're, You're giving up literally everything that your truck can do by having a boost leak. Uh, the Stealth Boost Tester Kit's specifically unique because it is the only kit in the entire world that actually includes testing your compressor cover and the connection from your, comp- from your turbo to the entire charged air system. So usually a traditional kit would break off the hot side intercooler pipe and plug in right there. Our kit actually bolts right up or connects right to the face of the turbo and tests the entire charged air system. Uh, it also comes with a high-quality regulator. I know from experience, most of the regulators sold on the market suck. They break the first time you drop them. This one is built to last. This is something that has a liquid-filled gauge, all super high-quality parts. We know you're going to have this thing for a long time. So really, really cool kit, really cool process. It's also a very fast way to do the most basic health check on your truck. So it's absolutely crucial for every diesel owner out there to have access to some sort of a boost test kit. Absolutely. And not just, well, I have a boost gauge and the truck makes boost or I can hear the turbocharger. And honestly, Paul, I mean, let, let's, let's shoot it straight here on the newer trucks. There's no secret. There are more moving components yep. and with the newer trucks having more moving components and you hear these guys talk about, you know, emissions and, you know, while the emissions are, you know, prematurely failing this and that, we see very commonly that there is an underlining issue causing the failure to occur. And honestly, boost leaks are really, really common. They're very common. And even if you've bought a truck and it's stock and you've never had uh, anything done to the truck, just the vibrations over time will cause leaks to occur. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, So yeah, so it's kind of a no brainer. Jump on to our YouTube channel at DuramaxTuner.com on YouTube. Uh, You can check out the video. Also, you can visit DuramaxTuner.com and check out under any of the turbo categories. Uh, And right on the homepage, you'll be able to find that new stealth boost tester kit. So super excited for that. Hey, another product we were talking about here real recently, Chris, that is a no brainer for, for a lot of guys is the Exergy Performance Fuel System Saver. Uh, or the inlet metering valve. Can you talk a little bit about that product? Yeah, so it was first released by Exergy for the LML Duramax, and I think that that's 
a, a product or a platform, you know, that is a solid foundation for us over at Calibrated Power. Um, so that's my my first uh, <laughs> segue or my, my first uh, experience with them. But what it is, is it's an upgraded regulator that fits on the back of the CP4 pump and it has a reinforced net. So you hear a lot of guys talk about CP4 failures. And the CP4s fail due, due, uh, are due to uh, lack of lubricity or, you know, the, the pump's dry and you hear all these crazy things. But a lot of the times we see it is a lack of lubricity in, in the failures of the pumps, but they generally have uh, an earlier start to that failure and that's fuel contamination. So you get contamination that goes through the fuel system. It ends up building up on the regulator or M-prop, if you will, on the back of the pump. And then what ends up happening is, is it pushes that net to basically break open and allows the debris to go through the high-pressure system. So that's the general start of where we see these catastrophic failures. What Extragy has done is they offer this upgraded M-prop, which has a reinforced net to keep the, the debris out of ever entering the CP4 pump. What this means is, is that instead of that net dispersing open and causing debris to go through the high pressure system, it will end up holding that contaminants back. And if it builds up to be so much contaminants, it'll end up just shutting the truck down. Now all you got to do is pull the regulator out and stick a new one in. So it's cheap insurance. And because of the success on the LML, they offer them for the 6.7 liter power stroke, which also have the CP4. And they are also going live with a uh, fuel system saver for the 19 plus Ram Cummins engines also. So exciting for this. It's a really cool product. It's a fairly simple install and, and it's it, all things diesel considered it's actually affordable. So guys, definitely check this out. Uh, you, If you have questions about it, you can reach out to Chris. Uh, that's 815-568-7920. And your extension, Chris, is? 2121. Perfect. Uh, WC Fab, uh, I got a chance to talk to Jason Worley last week. If you have not, go back and listen to that episode. It's awesome. Uh, I got to talk to Jason about all sorts of cool stuff. One of the things that really stood out to me is their plan for how many new products are going to be launching. I think they launched over 30 products in 2020, which is amazing. Uh, and they have a whole list of new products that are going to be coming out in 2021. So really exciting stuff. Uh, one of the things I know I'm excited to work on with Jason is the traction bars that we're going to be putting on our new shop truck, which is that 2017 regular cab power stroke. Uh, that's a new 6.7 liter truck came into the shop. We're going to be using it for some turbo testing, some tuning testing, uh, some zero to 60 times, uh, all sorts of fun stuff we're going to be doing with that truck. And of course, to put that power to the ground, we know we're going to hook up Jason's traction bars and hold that back axle in place like it should be. That's pretty cool. Now I'm excited to see, uh, you know, excited to see what that truck does. And I know that that's not going to be the only component from Jason that will be on that over, you know, within due time. So exciting to see that. Absolutely correct. Hey guys, uh, if you have not already, please jump on Facebook and go join fans of diesel performance podcast, Facebook group. Uh, and if you're North of the border, don't forget, we also uh, are pretty active over on the Canadian diesel community Facebook group. Those are both great places for somebody who's new to diesel or very well experienced in diesel to go join a community of people who just like to talk about diesel performance, man. Like, like let's just have some fun and have a place to escape and get around a bunch of other people who also enjoy our passion. Uh, so both those, both those groups are active and public. So feel free to jump in and join and we'll get you approved as quickly as we can. Chris, for today, uh, we are coming up on the end of the year. So this week and next week, 
we are going to be doing some Diesel Insights episodes. Do you want to tell our listeners just a quick reminder on what Diesel Insights is? Well, Diesel Insights is a series of videos, right, that you, you do. You, 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 uh, I help you, with. You help with, rather, uh, with Nick. And it's on a lot of different series and topics that are diesel related. Um, we've done them on fuel systems and towing in, in race tuned. We've done them on transmissions. We've done them on trans tuning. We've done them on boost checks. We've done them on so many different topics in diesel. And the one that we're going to be going into for this week is going to be on changing gears and tire sizes and how that actually has a physical impact. Meaning, Putting 37s on your diesel because it looks cool has a fucking impact. <laughs> Generally a negative impact. Um, you know, or, you know, you, you, you want to do that type of stuff. You got to gear things out. You got to have that proper match. So I think it, it really is, a, is an eye opener. It's a lot of time, a lot of things that guys don't really think of. And then, you know, they, they, they have uh, the aftermath of complaints of, well, the truck's a pooch, the truck's a dog. It doesn't make power. Yeah. Well, that's, that's because you have, you know, a, a Cummins guy with 342 gears and 37-inch tall tires. It just it doesn't work. You're working against everything. It's not working with everything. Um, so I, I think it's an eye-opener, man. It's, it's, a, it's a cool listen. I think, uh, you know, the guys that are about to get into that, uh, you know, the next portion of this podcast, they're, they're going to appreciate that. Absolutely. Hey, guys, uh, there is a full video on this. So we pulled the audio from this video. It's live. It's over on the Duramax Tuner channel uh, on YouTube. You can just go there and search how changing gears and tire size impact your diesel. You know, Chris, one of the things I really like about working on these videos is I have a conversational knowledge of how these things work, right? In other words, like if somebody called in and said, I want to put 37s on my truck. I could walk them through, like you said, the, the, the real world impact of what that's going to look like. No problem. Right. Uh, same thing if somebody wants to change gears. No, no problem. I could walk through a conversation to explain that. But actually understanding the science, actually seeing some of the math, some of that stuff is just above me. Or at least it was before I got a chance to sit down and watch this video or, or work on this video with Nick. Um, so I do strongly recommend if you like the, the episode today and you like what you're hearing, jump over to that YouTube channel. Hey, if, while you're there, you might as well like, comment, and subscribe. Um, but this is one where, where there are some visual elements. I just want to give our listeners a heads up. Nick's going to refer to a graph and drawing some lines on a graph. It might be hard for a podcast. It's worth hearing it and then going over and watching the video and actually seeing him do it. So I think that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, hey, without any further ado, let's kick it over to Nick and he'll talk a little bit about how changing gears and tire size impact your diesel. Hey guys, I'm Nick Pregnance with DuramaxTuner.com. Today on this Diesel Insights, we're going to talk about gear ratios, tire sizes, and how they impact drivability and performance of the truck. Up on the board behind me, I've drawn my own grade school rendition of a dyno curve, and this is just for your benefit. The pink line is horsepower, the highlighter or yellow line is torque, and you can see that as RPM increases, torque peaks at roughly 15 or 1600 RPM, horsepower peaks at maybe 2900 RPM, and they both fall off shortly, shortly past 3000 RPM. This is very typical of today's modern diesel engines, whether it be a Dodge, a Ford, or a GM. Uh, there's, they're all pretty close in this regard. The reason I drew these curves is because I want to illustrate the power curve of the engine, and I want to illustrate what changing gear size or what changing tire size does to the usable RPM range of the engine and 
kind of how that impacts the drivability of the engine. So, on your typical GM, typical Dodge, typical Ford, let's just say your, your two-wheel drive, three-quarter ton truck, call it a 373 gear. Normal operating range of the engine is from peak torque, somewhere around 15 or 1600 RPM, out to 2900 RPM, which would be your full throttle shift point. But during normal driving, you're not going to be usually over 15 or 1600 RPM. You're going to be cruising in that 1100 to 15 or 1600 RPM range, and that's going to give you the maximum of efficiency out of the truck. As you start to lean into the throttle more, you're going to call for more RPM, of course, more boost, and the engine's going to use a little bit more RPM. It might go up to 21, 2200 RPM or higher if you're working the truck. Let's say you have a trailer behind it, it might even shift out at 24, 2500 RPM. Or if you're really flooring it, it might shift out at 3000 RPM. The reason it does that is because the higher the RPM, the more airflow the engine gets, the more power it can make, and the more efficiently it can do so in most cases. Now there's limits to all that and we'll get into that in a second. So speaking of efficiency, where's the max efficiency of the engine? Well, typically it's right around that peak torque number. That peak torque number represents the maximum efficiency of the engine. And you'll notice that when the engine's working, really working, you're gonna be working between peak torque and maximum rated speed, but usually a little bit short of that, usually between 1600 and 2400 RPM. However, if you're on either side of those 1600 and 2400, you're going to start to run into inefficiencies. So at higher RPM, that's efficient, that inefficiency is going to manifest itself as excessive heat and temperature in the exhaust system. So you're trying to spin the engine faster and you can't get all the, the exhaust system starts to get, you know, choked up, is working harder. The turbocharger is working at the end of its map. Uh, so you're starting to push things a little further out there. And you have all the parasitic loss of valve train, parts moving fast, right? Oil slinging. Um, you're wasting a lot of fuel generating that power. Same thing below peak torque. So we have inefficiencies. They're not the same inefficiencies. They usually manifest themselves as the engine uh, doesn't run the turbocharger as well. So we have trouble getting the turbocharger up to speed. We have to run uh, what we call stoichiometrically rich, con uh, we run a stoichi stoichiometrically rich condition to get there. So the engine has a tendency to run rich, uh, create a lot of particulate matter, DPF issues. Um, so we have, we have those issues at low engine speed. Also, low engine speeds, in order to make a lot of power, you have to run really high torque output, and that's harder on the internals. So you're either making that power by turning high engine speed and medium torque, or high torque and low engine speed. The lower engine speed we run, engines aren't happy. We've all experienced that lugging, that you know, smoke output, lack of response, that sort of thing. Why does this matter? <laughs> I want you to think about, think about Ford's F450 for a minute. The F450 2017, 19, 20, 430 gear from the factory. Why do they give you a 430 gear? Well, the 430 gear is there because it's got a huge towing capacity. So how do those two things go together? I mean, the F250 makes the same power, the frame's the same, like why can't you tow the same in the F250? The reason the F450 can tow more, aside from its tire size and hitch capacity, is it's running in the efficient range RPM-wise pretty much all the time. And it's able to do that because it has a 430 gear. Now what the 430 gear does is under full, full load operating conditions, it keeps the truck in a very narrow operating range. 
So when it shifts, it's not going down near 2,000 RPM. It's going down around 23, 2,400 RPM, sometimes less than that. Out to 3,000, only a three or 400 RPM drop maybe. Interesting, okay, so they're really trying to keep that keep that efficiency window, keep that truck operating in a narrow efficiency window. Remember, the narrower the window the truck operates, the more efficiently it can operate. It's part of why we're seeing all the OEMs going to 10-speed transmissions, because they can really narrow in on where they want to operate that truck. Okay, well, we've seen the line on the F450. What does the 250 look like? Well, 250 is available with a few different gear selections, but let's, let's think about that. Let's call it a 370 gear. So that's a quite a bit wider operating range. So now we're, when we come off that full throttle shift, instead of having the power we have available here, we have the power available here. And if you notice on that graph, that power is less. The torque is more, but the power is less. So is that truck gonna pull better or worse after that gear change? It's gonna pull worse, because it doesn't have as much power. Okay, so what if I take my F-250 that has stock tires on it and I put 35-inch tires on it? What does that do to the operating range when it shifts? We'll call that 35s and 373s. It's, when it shifts, it's going to drop even further. That's called shift extension. And instead of 2,000 or 2,100 RPM, all of a sudden with those 35-inch tires, you're down at 2,000 RPM. So you're even lower in the rev range. Now what that's going to do is give you even less power to pull through, yes, but it's going to make the truck uh, closer to that, you know, to that inefficient range when you're not on full throttle. So if you shift at part throttle and the truck comes down to 1,100 RPM or 1,050 or 1,200 RPM, those areas are where you can get into stoichiometrically rich conditions. So you can start getting in a situation where the truck is a little richer than it used to be from the factory. It's not a big deal. The transmission shift points can be adjusted and we can work around it. But anytime you have that shift extension widening, you have to have the engine be efficient in a wider range or run less peak load because the thing's just not going to be as happy on the ends of that load range. Now this is 35s and 373s. You can imagine if I have 355 gears or 331 gears and I have 37 inch tires. This extension keeps widening and widening and widening. And the reason I bring that up is because guys often put different tires on their trucks and they don't change the gears, which is fine if you're not towing at gross vehicle weight. However, if you're towing at gross vehicle weight and you wanna maintain that factory shift extension because you wanna take advantage of those efficiencies in the engine, it's a good idea to consider a gear set. If you consider a gear set, You'll come from this wider shift extension down to the narrow sh shift extension, and the truck's going to be a lot happier. There's a few other factors that come into play here that I want to go over. Usually, guys aren't operating at gross vehicle weight. Most of the guys watching this probably have their trucks tuned, so your operating range of the engine feels wider anyway. The truck is making more torque, and that's okay. If the truck feels like it has a wider operating curve, like our tuning offers you, then yeah, the truck will probably be happy with 35-inch tires. Just keep in mind, if you go to 37s or you go bigger, right, that this is the experience you're going to have, is that the truck is going to come off that shift a little soggier. Also, if you change the turbocharger on your truck, the, narrow, the operating range of the engine is going to change. So instead of making power like this, your truck with a bigger turbocharger might make power like this. Might make more power, pardon my drawing, but it's going to be a narrower peak. 
So when we do sh when we do transmission tuning, the whole point of this is to manage the shift extension, manage where the engine's operating, so we take advantage of where the efficient range of the engine is and keep it there, especially when you're running loaded. So we don't get extra smoky trucks. You get good response. We get downshifts when they're supposed to happen. The moral of the story is, if you change your tire size and you go up, not only have you added more load to your truck, but you have widened the operating range of the engine, and usually you've done so in a way that's not favorable to performance or drivability. The best thing you can do in that situation is to put a gear set in to narrow that scope back down and keep that thing operating in its efficient window and keep it happy, especially if you're towing. It's going to make a big difference. I'm Nick Pregnitz with AeromaxTuner.com. Hope you enjoyed this segment of Diesel Insights. We'll catch you next time. Sandy, don't visit the funeral homes, little buddy.